Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of the WCHC Sports Podcast on 88.1 FM. My name is Patrick Rudberg. I am your host, as I usually am, on Thursday nights. Um, and welcome to a sort of special episode. Um, most Holy Cross students, other than athletes, are home for Easter break. Um, I've been home for a couple days, so on the plus side, I get to see my family, which I haven't, you know, I haven't seen them in a while, which is very nice. But at the same time, I don't have my usual recording buddies, all my guys in Handsome, and so... I'm joined by a special guest, uh, my brother. Uh, what's your name again? Uh, Brendan. <laughs> oh, Bre- oh, right, right, Brendan. My brother Brendan. He is happy uh, to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah, very nice to have you. Um, Brendan is big NBA guy. We're going to be talking about some NBA stuff, uh, some buyout reactions. We already did a trade deadline reaction last episode with Logan. Um, we'll talk about the Final Four, um, some Elite Eight reactions. Um, then we might try some weird stuff with, uh, we might try to call, um, call some of our, our handsome buddies and see if they'll, uh, pick up on FaceTime, you know, and, uh, and kind of give us some instant hot takes, but, uh, it might get a little weird. We'll, we're we're going to try it out, you know, we're all for your experimentation best. here. Um, so I guess I, I, I think we should, you want to just jump in? Yeah, we should. All right, let's just jump. Okay. All right. We'll jump right in to talking about the Elite Eight and Final Four. So, um, if you guys do not know, um, if you don't follow college basketball that that much, um, the Elite Eight and Sweet 16 happened last weekend. Um, the Elite Eight matchups were Gonzaga versus USC, um, and what is that, the West region, Gonzaga destroyed USC. Um, UCLA defeated Michigan, which was a huge upset. Um, yeah, we will talk about that at length. Um, probably out of all the other games since that was the most competitive one um baylor beat arkansas which is a great game it's probably the the game with the two most talented teams you know one versus uh, the one three seeds um baylor came out on top and then houston defeated oregon state after oregon state you know they wanted to come back late comeback but yeah they slowly pushed away um towards the end so i think yeah let's talk about the ucla michigan game so I watched the entire game live. I think you went back and watched the highlights, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I I was not watching the game. I think I had score or something. Yeah. But Couldn't be I me. saw the end, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, um, you know, this game was, you know, very low scoring. It went down to the wire. They were going back and forth. I'm going to check the final score now. I think it was in the It was 50. like 51-49. Yeah. 50, yeah, it was yeah, 59, uh, yeah. 40. no f- 51 UCLA 49 Michigan. Yeah, so this game felt like Michigan had like five chances to win it at yeah, the it end. Was crazy. Yeah, you know, Too many they 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 were down. They were down what? They were down um, one. Yeah, they're down one. They go down the court. Franz Wagner gets a three wide open and airballs it. Yeah. They get an offensive rebound. They miss. Then you know. UCLA goes down Johnny Juzang, who was on fire the entire night. He totally c- took control of that game. Um, I'm going to pull up the box score while I'm talking. Um, but, yeah, so Juzang misses the second of two free throws. Michigan, Michigan gets one more uh, shot. Mike Smith transfers from Columbia. Shout out Ivy League basketball. Love to see that. Um, big Yale yeah, fans. Big Yale fans right there down in, uh, down in Connecticut. Um, and Holy Cross. Of course, Holy Cross number one. Whatever. Um, Mike Smith goes down the court, um, has kind of Tiger Campbell who's guarding him. He's kind of got him on the ropes. And instead of driving it to the rim, he pulls up for three, a second three-point attempt. 
to win the game while they're only down two and they could just you know yeah. drive down low could tie. and you know mike smith misses then ball tips out of bounds and for the fourth time they they have a fourth chance to win this game franz wagner takes the uh, has a three fading three-pointer with 0.5 seconds left yeah. oh um, sorry about that alarm um franz wagner misses just wide off a bank shot with 0.5 seconds left so in short michigan unfortunately came up short versus ucla who continues their final four run they are the only team since the second team to go from the first four games to the final four the first was vcu in 2011 with shaka smart who is now the marquette coach formerly texas uh this year yeah he uh that's where he made his made his name um and we have some other uh uh, coaching news, which I'll get to at the very end of this segment. I want to talk um, about UCLA for a minute. You want to talk about UCLA? So okay, I'll, I'll, was, I'll give you the floor. I was watching the first four game against Michigan State, and, you know, I think a lot of people when they were picking their brackets kind of thought, like, they kind of just picked Michigan State. Like, they assumed Michigan State was going to win. And some people in Michigan State going pretty far because, you know, they've beaten a lot of top teams throughout the year. Yeah, or, especially towards the end, yeah. Yeah. But... You know, Michigan State had a comfortable lead at halftime, and UCLA just goes off. Like, it was a super high-scoring game. They take over in overtime. It goes to overtime. And, yeah, they they pull out that win, and they just don't look back. I mean, I think they beat BYU. Yep, they kind of had an easy path to the Sweet 16, because I think they beat Abilene Christian. Yeah, they beat Abilene Christian. upset Texas. Yep. But then they pulled out two really hard wins against Alabama and Michigan. Alabama game was also crazy in the Sweet 16. But, yeah, I from the moment I was watching that game, I kind of knew that UCLA was going to, you know, be super good in the tournament and kind of shock some people. You know, they got Johnny Juzang. Johnny who's Hot. also, who's also, I don't know if you know this, his brother played at Harvard and graduated last year. So, yeah, I was, I've been meaning to say this. So, when I went to the Yale-Harvard game last year, they were – Chanting at him, Johnny's better. Johnny's better. Clack, clack, da, da, da. That's... And I was like, "Who is Johnny? Like, what is what is that? That makes no sense. Like, they're just shouting out this random kid, Johnny, who happens to be, I forget the kid at Harvard's name, whatever, Johnny Juzang's brother. But now, whatever, 12, 13 months later, you see Johnny Juzang becomes kind yeah. of the, the, the Kemba of this year's tournament, leading his yeah. team to the to the Another final four. Another thing, Johnny Juzang, I both. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, yeah. but I think Johnny Juzang got injured in late in the fi- first four game, and everyone thought it was going to be kind of bad. You know, they were saying that yeah, yeah he, he heard his ankle. A, he heard it his was ankle. a you know he was injury prone and he had been struggling to stay on the on the floor, but you know he comes back, he's doing super good. Um, another guy in UCLA, Jaime Jaquez. Jaime Jaquez, yes, yeah, sir. he's he's super good. Um, you know he his numbers in the tournament probably don't look that good, but he has made some big shots for UCLA. Like, he hit this crazy dagger step back three against Alabama. Oh, yeah, that was insane. He put him up, like, seven, I think. He that. he really made a name for himself in the first four. He was yeah. super good. Yeah, so. He, he had, like, 30 or something. I'm going right. to give you, from the Michigan State game, Johnny Juzang's point totals. So, against Michigan State, he had 23, 27 versus BYU, 17 versus Abilene Christian, 13 against Bama and 28 against UCLA. So that's that's three 
20 point plus games and even in the other two like they don't need to they don't need him to go off every single game to have a shot like you said they yeah. have Jaime Hawkes they have they have uh, uh what's his name uh a lot uh Riley down low I'm blanking yeah, on his first yeah. name but they have they have a lot of options that are kind of like they're a very balanced team, I'd say. Um, yeah. they, Tiger, have a, they have another point guard with like big hair. Yeah, Tiger Campbell. Tiger Campbell. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 pretty, he's pretty fun. He's he led um he led them last year at the point. And he's still you know doing good. doing a pretty good job. Um, so that you know, with that said, UCLA is now continuing their run. They'll play Gonzaga on Saturday. I think they're the they're the f- f- I can't I can't I can't remember if they're the first game or the second game of the day. I'm gonna I check. I'm gonna check I'm right now. Sure. No, no, there's the a second. Yeah, so uh, Baylor, Baylor, Houston at a 5:15 tip-off. Gonzaga plays at 8:30. So, um, do you see? I'm gonna ask you this. Do you see any way that UCLA takes down Gonzaga, who could arguably, arguably become the greatest college basketball team of all time if they win this tournament? I mean, listen, Gonzaga hasn't lost a game all season. It's very unlikely but i mean ucla has been a super uh hot team. hot team hectic team you know that game against alabama was just crazy um but it's gonna be hard you know gonzaga has some really good players like jalen suggs who's expected to be a top pick Corey kispert sharpshooter um contention for national player uh, of the year Corey kispert I, I, I yeah, thought he was. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's a, he, made, have, he made... Uh, uh, Drew Timmy, he's a pretty good, you know, yeah. big man. He's turning into a Christian Leitner character. I don't know if you've seen, I mean, the past I, few games. Every single time he, he scores down low, he celebrates coming back down the court. He'll, like, like pat his muscles. Or he'll, yeah. he'll do the thing where he, he like, uh, uh, strokes his beard. His facial hair is insane. you got to yeah. respect the facial I mean, hair. I think Gonzaga is a much more respectable team than Duke. Um, oh yeah, we're coming from a household where um, a family or our dad went to UNC, so you know we definitely have a dislike for Duke. But yeah, Duke Besides, is definitely a much um, less respectable school than Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yep, athletics wise, athletics wise, ac- yeah, not but, academically, but you know who cares about academics when you can talk about yeah, college basketball? Yeah, they don't matter. They don't matter. No, no, no. No, Christian Leitner? Did he go to class? Probably not. No. I, I mean, like, I don't even know what he's doing now. Um, selling. Yeah. Cookies. Selling cookies. Yep. Probably selling cookies. Um, okay. Well, let's go to the other game. Well, wait, first, before this, I want to ask you this question, Gonzaga. They are still undefeated. I think they're. I don't know what they're exactly now. Let's say they're like thirty-four and zero, something along that, along yeah, those lines. Like low 30s. Um, yeah, low 30s. Um, if they win, you know, they will be the first undefeated champion since the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers with coach Bob Knight, one of the greatest coaches of all time. With, Do you think this team is the greatest college basketball team of all time, as I hinted at before? Listen, I'm not, you know, I don't know a ton about college basketball history, but, you know, going the whole way undefeated is just in, like an incredible feat. Obviously, very few teams have done it before um the last instance we saw this was kentucky in 2015 2015 where they were close yeah they they were undefeated up until the final four where they lost to wisconsin yep frank Frank kaminsky Kaminsky, sam decker oh yeah that was Um, a that was a cool team and then they ended up losing to they lost to duke Duke, yeah yeah 
company. Um, so yeah, I've you know I've been listening to the to my podcast this week, my other podcast about college basketball, whatever, and they were saying, oh maybe if if this is the undefeated team, maybe they'll lose to you at UCLA like like can like Kentucky did, like you said. I just don't think there's any, yeah. anything stopping this team. I think what everybody wants is a Gonzaga Baylor fi- uh, championship game because. I don't know if you know this, but they were supposed to play at the beginning of the season, non-conference. Um, yeah, because Gonzaga scheduled that gauntlet of insane top 25 teams, and they yeah. took them all down. They yeah. mowed them all down. Um, and unfortunately, they were actually supposed to play in Indianapolis, believe it or not, in a in a neutral site game. So now they might actually play in Indianapolis, which is, is kind of a cool narrative as we go down the stretch here. Where is Gonzaga? Gonzaga's in Spokane, Washington. Okay. Oh, wait. Baylor's in Texas, right? Waco, Texas. Okay. Yes. For some reason, in the back of my head, I thought Baylor was in like Oregon, but I I got the green schools mixed up. Oh, good job. So, good job. <laughs> no, Baylor's in Texas. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. There we go. That's what we like to see. All right. Let's talk about Baylor Houston for a quick minute. Baylor, I think they're obviously the more prestigious more highly regarded team of the two houston had probably i think i'd say definitively the easiest yeah, path to sure. a final four in march madness history All double digit seeds. yes they played you know they beat cleveland state then they barely escaped Rutgers, who Rutgers should have won but yeah geo that... baker just couldn't couldn't handle yeah. the ball of course um they lose to, uh, they beat Rutgers, 10 seed Collapse. beat syracuse 11 and then 12 oregon state yeah, um so... as we said so I've just been kind of man on this Houston team all year. They coming from a conference, you know, the American not Conference, very too, not very strong at all. They they played three tournament teams all year. They That's played crazy. they well no I was actually two. They played they played uh, Texas Tech early in the year. They won Texas Tech with Mac McClung. Then they ended up losing second round to a very good Arkansas team and Wichita State. Wichita State lost in the first four to Drake, so yeah. they in, they they really they kind of stole Louisville's spot as the last team in. A lot of people would say, arguably. So I just don't I just don't see a way that Houston wins this game. The teams are very comparable when you look at their rosters. They are very guard heavy um, and they're deep in that position, but um, they don't really have any big like their star players aren't coming from the front court. Baylor's got Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, Macy Oteague, um, and, and, and a, you know, a bunch of other role players. But those three guys are their main dudes who they go to at, like, for most of their biggest moments. I'll tell you, Davion Mitchell, not to be confused with Donovan Mitchell, because he also wears number 45. I hope that dude makes the NBA. I hope he makes it there. He is, like, he plays with such, like, an FU to him that's, like... Like Russell Westbrook as like a chip on his shoulder. Did, yeah, but it's like not to not to get into the cliches. He he just has he's in pissed off mode twenty four seven. Like he yeah. this man just does not he's relentless. I love watching him play. Sorry for the tangent. Um, I just you know in Houston comparatively they also have a big heavy guard heavy lineup. Quentin Grimes. They actually had Caleb Mills who was probably their second best player who ended up transferring mid year who just left the school. I honestly don't know where he is or like where he's intending on playing next year but he was you know that was very head scratching um they also have marcus sasser who's a good three-point shooter um but yeah i think we're both in agreement that there's no way houston wins this game yeah i mean just on paper like 
Houston, I, I honestly, I don't know much about either of these teams, but, um, but like Houston, just on paper, like they haven't beaten anyone, many comp, much competition this season, like, or in the tournament, like three I just tournament said. teams all season or two, yep, whatever. Yep. And then they beat all double digit seeds. Yeah. So. It just, it just seems, I don't know. Kelvin Sampson's a really good coach, so I never want to count them out, but I think Baylor will win, and I also want Baylor to win. Just like I said, for that Baylor Gonzaga matchup. So hopefully that'll that'll pan out in our favor. You know, people may want UCLA, but at this point, just give me the best basketball matchup possible. I want to see that amazing, amazing battle of giants, the two definitively best teams in the country, as I think everybody's agreed for the basically the entire year. Um, yeah, I mean Illinois maybe, but they, yeah, yeah, they but, were fraudulent. Apparently, well, no, they ran into they, they yeah. ran they ran into some a buzzsaw. Team, yeah, the they ran into a buzzsaw with Cameron Crutwig and Sister Meme. Yeah, they should not have um, been the eight seed. Yeah, yeah, no way. Um, so I think that's it for Final Four stuff. Um, let's move to some NBA buyout stuff. This is more of your neck of the woods. Um, sure. Yeah. So since the last time we've podcasted. Um, there have been a couple more buyout um, deals made. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, was bought out by the Spurs, and he's signed with the Nets. Um, uh, Jeff Teague was bought out by the, who is it? Um, the Magic. The Magic, yeah. He got he, traded there. And he in the Fournier trade, yeah. So he's go. like, all right, I don't want to play for the Magic. <laughs> Let me get bought out and go play up in Milwaukee with his good friend Giannis. <laughs> um, then we go to uh, Andre Drummond, who was with the Cavaliers and now he's going to go play with Mickey Mouse and <laughs> LeBron James. Um, so, okay. <laughs> Net, stop. No, don't play that Mickey Mouse clubhouse. No. <laughs> Many listeners know the, Never mind. Never mind. If you know, you know. Um, okay. Let's go to Aldridge first. Um, I'm just so sick of, the Nets picking up these buyout guys and just adding huge names to their roster. Yeah. It just seems like it, it's becoming more and more obvious that this is going to be a Lakers-Nets championship. I don't think it's that simple. You can't write it in. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that people are overreacting, especially to Blake Griffin, but even, even um, what's his name, Aldridge. Yep. Like, Blake Griffin actually made a good point about this. He was interviewed. And someone asked um, it, what he thought about the Nets picking up all these big names. He said, all the all I've heard the last two years is how bad I am. So, like, you know, before these moves, everyone was talking about how these guys are washed. Like, Aldridge, not so much, but definitely Blake. I mean, he hadn't dunked all year. He was shooting terribly, not producing at all. He looked like he's totally lost it. yeah gone, and gone. then he and then he goes to the nets and all of a sudden he's prime blake griffin rejuvenated yet, which is not the case he's you know not nowhere but near he's the filling he's season. filling a role for them that yeah uh, yeah it's just i don't know man they i don't uh, uh, they still need a defensive force down low in, in the paint well, they need it they need a rim protector claxton he's been really good oh uh, shout out georgia we saw him play yeah he was really i mean he is listen i don't think he should be he should not be losing the minutes he should not be losing minutes to aldridge or griffin he has been super valuable to the nets as a lob threat he can guard he can guard one through five he's super versatile on the perimeter and in the paint um 
you know, on the stat sheet, he, he, you know, his production isn't that crazy, but he's providing a lot of energy to the Nets, and he's been valuable to them. And I don't think he, I don't yeah, he, think he should fall I, I wanna, out of the rotation. I want to see him. I yeah, want to see him play. He shouldn't fall out of the rotation to old, washed Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. So. Yeah, Claxton's averaging eight points, four and a half rebounds on 19 minutes a game. I mean, yeah, that's that, efficient. That's, that's solid. You like you love to see that Georgia basketball. Tom Crean making us proud, <laughs> making us proud. Um, but like, what? Let me ask you this: What does Aldridge bring to this team, other than things that they already have, which is just scoring? I mean, Aldridge is a very kind of unique player in today's world because he was never really athletic, but now he's has not any drops of athleticism. No, he's, he's kind of like a like a mid-range post player, but like he's kind of stretched out to the three. I just don't see the fit here. I don't see what Aldridge brings to this team. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know what he brings on defense. I don't think he, he'll bring anything that they need. So I just don't really see the point in the move. I believe he'll be their starting center. I which, guess. I mean, DeAndre Jordan, he won't be any better. And Claxton isn't really fit for a starting role. So... Yeah, he'll be their starting center. So, I mean, you know, on paper, it's a solid move. I just don't really see the point. I mean, I I just, you know, it, there's no shame in signing these guys. It's just, the it's whether, if they're losing minutes, if the, guy, the key guys on the nets, like the role players, like Joe Harris. Sterling Brown. Yeah, um, Claxton. Nicholas Claxton. No, you mean Bruce Brown? Bruce Brown, yeah, that's yeah, Sterling yeah. Brown. Um, Who's Sterling Brown? I, don't, I, I, I think I think that's a <laughs> I player. Know. I think that's a player. Yeah, it definitely is. I don't know. Whatever, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown. Sorry, but, sorry, yeah. Bruce. Sorry, I don't, Bruce. Long I don't, you know, I just don't really see the point in these moves. Yeah, it's just it's it's frustrating for the general NBA fan because it's yeah. it seems like they're getting these all star players, but they're really not. They're getting corpses of also of those listen. Former. Don't the Nets are most likely making it out of the East, but don't count any other teams. No, no, certainly, especially the Bucks and the Sixers. I want to see the Sixers, Nets, um, yeah. Eastern Conference Finals. I want to see if they can, the Nets can, with the, with their lack of interior defense. I want to see if they can stop Embiid, a fully healthy Embiid. Or we Giannis. hope, or Giannis, or Giannis. Who knows? Um, so we don't need to spend too much time on Jeff Teague to the Bucks. Um, yeah. Does He's... this does this help them at all? <laughs> Not really. I think they, I think they're fine with guard depth. You know, they have Jeff Teague. Or no, uh, they already have Dante DiVincenzo, Drew Holiday. Then they have some other guys off the bench. Um, well, they, they go to their roster. I'm not. They have they have Bryn Forbes, who's been pretty solid for them, from Pat, what I know. Pat Connaughton's always yeah, just Pat Connaughton. He was in the dunk contest. Um, yeah, he, he was. Sam Merrill. I saw him playing in a game. Really? Yeah, I think he's Utah pretty State. solid. Utah yeah. State, huh? So yeah, I mean Jeff Teague. You know, I've I know a lot of Celtics fans from around here. All of them say Jeff Teague is trash. Oh, you know, I've, he, I've he's not good. He's he probably won't even be in their rotation. So yeah, I, I've I've watched plenty of um, plenty of Celtics this year, and I can tell you, I was so mad when he'd get in the game, and I wouldn't get to see yeah. Peyton Pritchard. Who's Peyton one of my, Pritchard should be Peyton Pritchard was one of my favorite players to watch in college, just as a general college basketball fan. He was he's awesome. And it was dumb to see Jeff Teague, who's washed and old and just not good anymore, like he was on the Hawks, and just like stealing his minutes. Yeah. I think the bigger, the bigger 
deal that the Bucks made was picking up PJ Tucker. PJ oh, yeah. Tuck- Tucker is bring a, a lot. Um, just, he's just know, a glue guy. Yeah, just like that winning mentality. Perfect guy for the playoffs. Just sit in the corner. Shoot, shoot three. Uh, one of the best corner three shooters in the NBA. Yeah, and, and he, he great can... versatile weapon on defense. You know, he's just a really good glue guy. Exactly. That's what I always like to say. You know, I love that term, glue guy. He he just knows knows who he is. He knows what he has to do. He knows where he needs to be in the right spots at the end of games. He can definitely close for them. Yeah. Um, you know, Jeff Teague. It was kind of a waste putting him on this list, but I guess yeah. talking about PJ Tucker is more important. Let's talk about Andre Drummond. Um, like I said, Drummond got bought up by the Cavs and is now with the Lakers. Um, I just this shit just frustrates me because, like, like I guess in the in the short term it helps because they don't have they don't have Davis who's he's yeah. still nursing an injury, um, or, LeBron. or yeah, or LeBron for that matter, but like. I let me say this. I think Andre Drummond is one of the most overrated players in the league. Like he just really he doesn't bring that much to the court. I mean he's a good rebounder, but there's a few advanced analytics show he's one of the worst interior finishers in the league. Like he's I think he's the most inefficient interior scorer in the league right now. He just I I think Montrez Harrell's better than him. Marcus Saul isn't, but like I just, I don't know. I was watching his debut last night with the Lakers. And he just looked lost. Like, I know it's his first game and they're without their two best players. But, like, he, he just doesn't bring that much to the team. Dude, I'm looking at his splits now just in his career. This, this season, 47% from the field. And he's only shooting in the paint. He he's can't only, shoot. Dude, like, any, I think a good field goal percentage for a big man who doesn't shoot like him should be what? Like in the sixth? High, high, high 50s, mid, mid Like 60s. high 50s is an expectation. Is an ex- mid, mid to high 60s is good. Yeah. And some are even shooting in the 70s. You look at where he started in his career. He's slowly gone down. His rookie season, he shot <laughs> yeah, six. He's scoring more when he's not supposed to be a scorer because he's not a good scorer. Yeah, he's. I don't know. Mind you, this is coming from two UConn fans. You may not remember, but he he went to UConn. He yeah, was there for was a on. year. It was it was after the uh, after the was it the year after the no it was two years after the no it was a year after the Kemba yeah, run. Twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah, so that was his rookie year. 11-12. So he was at UConn the year after Kemba led them to the national championship. But yeah, um, it's just I don't know. It's, it's all these bio deals are just kind of. Overrated, overhyped. They're not gonna do that much. It's just kind of yeah. funny. It's it just that. Let me go hop on this team and try to win a ring. Um, I think NBA fans have already went through this a little because, like, back in 2018, Demarcus Cousins signing with the Warriors, people were flipping out. They were going nuts. And in reality, Demarcus Cousins, he had come off an Achilles. Yeah, with the Pelicans. He was actually having a really good year. First full year with the Pelicans. Um, they were expected to, you know, do pretty good in the playoffs, but having that bad injury, signs with the Warriors on a small deal. Everyone's saying it's going to break the league, all this, that. When in reality, he really wasn't that good. Um, no, for, the, for the Warriors, rather. For, sorry, for the Warriors. And yeah. he also did sign with the Lakers. Funny enough, he didn't play a game for them. Because he tore his ACL in training camp, which yeah, that's you know it sucks to see. But even I was still under the impression that Demarcus Cousins was still like good. 
Oh, yeah. I remember that summer, I was begging for the Wizards, my Wizards, to sign him. When in reality, it really wouldn't have done anything. Like, Thomas Bryant is a better center than current Cousins for sure. And, yeah, it just didn't really... Yeah. We yeah. already know that these washed washed old stars just don't really bring much. Yeah, I think a lot of NBA fans... The NBA fan culture is a, a culture that is, you know, is very overreaction heavy, for lack of a better term. Um, there's just any every single move trade buyout that happens especially with the contenders like oh this is going to push them over the top especially with the nets when it's kind of this this mind trick where you see blake griffin signing with them and you think oh blake griffin he's such a great player but the same thing with aldridge they're just not that good anymore so it's weird seeing them transition into this role player um role player role um and while we're so used to them being these stars and number ones on their teams i'm excited i'm excited to see how like griffin and aldridge fit in with the nets in their playoff run like you know regular seasons whatever because you know not everyone's gonna play every game but in the playoffs i want to see what these players are gonna bring to their teams and how they're gonna fit in with their run like they're expected to be a championship run i want to see how they contribute yeah, definitely. We'll just have to see. I'll probably be paying. You, you usually pay attention to the NBA all the time. I'm. Yeah. I've been focusing my attention mostly on March Madness as of late. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll be definitely getting back into the NBA and as the uh, as the regular season comes to a close. I think now I I want. We talked about what I wanted to talk to talk about with you know college basketball and NBA. I think what we're gonna do now is well. Here, I'll give you the I'll give you the choice. You can choose your own adventure. Do you want us to talk about Holy Cross Holy Cross news first, or do we try to call everyone first? Do the Holy Cross first. Yeah, we, we'll just get that out of the way. Well, yeah, no, well, no, no. It's, let's give it its, it's time. It's important. It's important. This is a. I don't school, know anything about this. I'm th- this gonna, is you a. Are you just gonna leave? Okay, off. you're gonna back off. Okay, for, this is a school recognized organization. We must give Holy Cross Athletics its fair share of airtime. So let's start with something that broke earlier this evening. Um, senior basketball guard Austin Butler, um, he is, you know, he's graduating and all uh, seniors in college basketball, and I think college athletics for the most part, get an extra year of eligibility because of COVID. Um, so he is using that, um, obviously, Holy Cross as a um, college, not a university, does not have a grad program. so. The only way he could play his fifth year at Holy Cross would be to take classes there. And if he's planning on graduating, it doesn't really make much sense. So he is transferring to UNC Charlotte, who play in the in Conference USA, who um, who uh, who actually uh, North Texas, believe it or not, they also play in Conference USA, and they won a March Madness game this year. So maybe Austin Butler can lead Charlotte to a March Madness run. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to see him in the tournament after all. Um, good luck to him. He's awesome to often awesome to see on the court for the Crusaders. He's always like a, uh, not just a spark plug, but um, he, he just gave so much energy um, throughout the game. He played huge minutes for them, um, always giving his all on offense and defense. He was a great finisher, driving to the rim, um, and also a, an amazing shooter as well. So we uh, we wish him the best of luck as he moves on. In his career um let's see what else uh football football team uh they had their first home game last saturday um they defeated fordham 34 to 24 with an amazing performance 
by freshman quarterback Matt Sluka, um, who I think was not expected to play as much as he did. Um, the senior quarterback, Connor Dagenhart, obviously is the, the head man there. He's more of the passing QB. Um, and uh, he struggled a little bit early. And on a, I think it was maybe a fourth and three or a fourth and four, uh, Sluka came in uh, as the running quarterback to try to just pick up a QB power right up the middle. And he ended up getting like seven or eight yards. So they just kept, they just kept him in for a couple of plays. And he, he, he played great. He, he had something like, 150 rushing yards he had two rushing touchdowns one for like 57 yards which is awesome i had i had left the game and come back i think i'd gotten food with the boys but yeah we came back and he he had like 150 rushing yards and something like 50 passing yards so that was awesome to see as a freshman myself to see you know another classmate get in and get real minutes um that's you know the one thing that stood out to me from this game uh obviously i don't know too much about the team just like I said, being a freshman, not seeing them for the past three or three years, um, they, I think they play, um, I want to say they play Bucknell this weekend. I'm not absolutely sure on that. Um, can you fact check that? Um, I should have done more prep, but whatever. I'm just going to roll with it. Um, um, apparently, I've heard from my the, my friends that are on the football team, Bucknell is, I think, the worst team in the Patriot League. So we should be moving to 3-0 if they are indeed playing them. Um, in other news, baseball uh, got their first win of the season. Yep. They're playing Bucknell. Perfect, perfect. Uh, in other news, baseball got their first win of the season versus UMass. Um, I actually saw them play UMass um, a couple, I think probably a week and a half ago. Um, they they lost that game 6-2, but they did win this one, uh, which is awesome to see. They get their first win of the season after going, starting off 0-7, which is tough, but hopefully they can uh, get continue these winning ways as they play a four-game series versus Bucknell this weekend at home on Easter, Saturday and Sunday. Easter is on Sunday, obviously. Um, so we wish them the best. Softball uh, swept their doubleheader versus University of Maine on Wednesday. So yesterday, we're recording Thursday night. Um, they also, like the baseball team, play a series against Bucknell this weekend. So good luck to baseball and softball. Go kick Bucknell's butt. Um, field hockey field hockey that's a sport they are trying to gain their first win of the season at lehigh um this sunday um which is also easter like i said sunday easter shout out all you christians out there um women's soccer and men's soccer see this is a new this is kind of a new added um when i when i do these wrap-ups brendan i usually omit soccer which is kind of insane because as you might know i i played soccer in high school i did hey you didn't know that Oh, he didn't. He didn't know that. I I forgot your name, so I mean, I guess it's kind of. Yeah. I guess you know it's not a surprise, but yeah, I, I actually played soccer in high school. So I'm gonna give you some men's and women's soccer news. Women's soccer they play at Colgate this Saturday. They're trying to improve to two and two on the year. They're both playing mini schedules, five or six games or so. Um, men's soccer, on the other hand, they played today and they won two to one versus BU. Boston University. They actually scored like a 89th minute winner. Um, I saw the box score, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'd like to see them play in person when I get back on campus. I don't know if they have any more home games. Um, oh, I think they, they do. They do. Um, they cap off their their season uh, next weekend, the weekend of the 10th versus Colgate. That's it for news in the Holy Cross world. 
uh, I think with that, we're gonna try to do some cold calls right now. This may get weird, so please bear with me. We're just trying to roll with the flow here. Um, I'm gonna see, uh, who do we call first? I wanna talk about MLB, cause- I don't know any of them. Yeah, you, you, I know. Yeah, all right, all right. Let's call, let's call Pierce first, all right? Um, Pierce is a huge Mets fan, like any, li any loyal listener will know. Um, MLB opening day happened today, so um, yeah, hopefully he can get some, let's, give, let's try to give him a ring. The Mets actually, their game got canceled because um, of COVID. Yankees had a pretty good game today. Yeah, the extra Yankees. Innings. Yeah, Yankees lost in extra innings. Diehard Yankees fans over here. Yeah. All right, we're, we're we're casual Yankees fans. Um, but yeah, but it was it was cool to see baseball. Um, with I, fans, fans in the stands. I really didn't watch any of last season. You know. Me neither. I mean, most sports with the COVID season, it was kind of wishy-washy but this one was especially i mean 60 instead of 160 games yep. it's just ridiculous okay pierce did not pick up um i'm gonna call mateo right now this this might go horribly wrong um okay mateo is a yankees fan so we might get to talk some talk, talk about some yankees baseball um Let's see if he picks up, please, dear lord. I don't want this segment to be a total disaster. I told you, you should. Oh, he's Yo, what's up? You are what's live. Up? You are live on the podcast right now, Mateo. We, you, thank you for calling in. Um, we are currently talking about the Yankees. Um, and since I don't know enough about Yankee baseball, I want to get your thoughts on today's unfortunate loss versus the Toronto Blue Jays. I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but uh, tell the fans what they want. Yeah. So I guess. <laughs> Based off today's game, I'd say hitting's the key um, that they need. That that they, uh, they they just didn't hit well enough tonight. Uh, today, um, I'd say the pitching went well. I think Cole pitched well and the bullpen did well. I mean, that last run can't really be given to the bullpen um, because that rule where you put a runner on second and extra innings kind of screwed them. Um, so I can't really blame that on the bullpen. But I think the pitching and defense was good. I just think bigger bats, Stanton and Judge. Um, both went 0 for 4, so um, that that can't stay like that for a while. The Yankees aren't going to have success that way. Um, obviously, Luke Voigt out is big. Jay Bruce had to play first. He's not really a first baseman. So yeah, that was I saw that. But um, I'd say the biggest thing is hitting. I, I, I just don't think the bats were ready today. Um, they hit pretty well early in the game, and then they just kind of slowed off. Um, yeah. But, yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Mateo. Um, well, I'm trying to call everyone else. I tried to call Pierce, he didn't pick up, but uh, I'm going to try Logan next. Thank you for calling. Um, I'll see you later, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Okay, I was not expecting him to pick up. Let's call Logan. Logan is our big NFL guy. Um, who, what are we asking about? Did we ask him about Kyle Pitts' 4-4? Let's, let's, let's talk some draft stuff. Let's talk that. some draft stuff with our guy Logan. Maybe some Mac Jones talk. Yeah, some Mac. I've seen a lot of things about his stock picking yeah. up. Yeah, all right. I don't see why. I Come on, Logan. Pick up. Logan's got to pick up. He's got to pick up, dude. He always, he usually picks up. Usually when I forget my ID in the, in the room, I'm like, I know I can always count on Logan. It's 11 o'clock. Like, it, they don't have school tomorrow. Like, they don't have do school. Do? What are you doing? Yeah. What? You, oh wow. Right. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying him one more time. He didn't pick up. I'm trying him one more time. We gotta get Logan. Please. We need it. We need it. We need it bad. Who do we, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jake next. If this doesn't. Does this doesn't get going? Oh dear God. Okay. Brendan, how's your day been? It's been great. 
been great. You had basketball today. You also had I school. I, I had school. You I had did. school. Oh, nice. You don't have school tomorrow because tomorrow is Good Friday. Good Friday. Hello, Logan, joining us on the podcast. Cold call. I'm here, like I said, with Logan, who is now joining us via FaceTime. Logan, welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> Wonderful to have you here, Mr. Gooley. Um, I want to talk briefly about uh, Kyle Pitts' 4-4. So he, um, at his pro day, ran, a, I think, a 4-4, 40-yard dash. 4-4, 40-yard dash. Um, do you think the Dolphins should take him at 6, or do you think they should go towards a Devontae Smith or someone else? Uh, personally, so I actually have a very strong opinion about this. Okay. And my opinion is, is you do not take a tight end in the first round. I get Pitts is a little bit different. He... I think you could play him that wide, but he's still a tight end, and they have Gesicki, and so I think, I think if you're the Dolphins, I think the best pick here is Devontae Smith, if you're going to go like a receiver, because you've got Devontae Parker, who basically is Kyle Pitts as a wide receiver, he's a big guy who's going to go up and get the ball, you, then you just signed Will Fuller, who's your speed guy, you need somebody in the middle to do the kind of slot job. And, I mean, they have Preston Williams, but Devontae Smith is, is a little bit nicer. And so I think yeah, if you're going to take bit. Smith, Chase, or Pitts, I think the Dolphins fit-wise have to go Devontae Smith. All right, thank you so much. Here, I know I know you're very yeah. uh, anti-Mac Jones. Brendan has a question for you for Mac, about right. Mac Jones. So I've been seeing yeah. a lot of, que- or a lot of you know, different um, talks draft. about Mac Jones going third to the 49ers. And I just don't see it. Like, I don't know how you would take him over Fields. You know, he's just, at his pro day, he he had some low lights, honorable low lights. Who? Mac Jones. Jones. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I just don't see why they would take him at three. They would trade up that much to get a average quarterback who is not that he's not going to be better than jimmy garoppolo next yeah, season. okay yeah well, what do you what do you think on that what do you think about our draft analyst logan uh as as, a, as the draft analyst of holy cross <laughs> i believe that mac jones i would say he really is a product of um, the dude just look at him you tell he's not athletic and so, oh, the only yeah. situations I think where Mac Jones work is in a place that has good pitches and a place that he can stick for a while. So, I do think the 49ers of those options, I don't think they should take that three if they're trading up to get three. I think if you trade up that much, you got to take somebody ready to play. But if the 49ers had taken him, I forget what they have there. They had 12. The 49ers had taken him at 12. I would say that's acceptable. I think another spot is Pittsburgh, where you have you sit him under Ben Roethlisberger for a little bit. I don't think the other any other place. Hey, he he has to he has to have a developmental coach. Perfect. Yeah. Thank. Yeah, I, we totally I mean, agree. Right. Like I I think if the 49ers really want Mac Jones, they probably I I think they could have got him at 12 because if you're looking at the teams that are planning on taking a quarterback you got the jaguars trevor warrants jets probably zach wilson falcons and maybe. then three it was it was the dolphins who are going to take yeah, now it's the niners and falcons like the panthers four. the falcons could could not I, it's up in the air but the panthers are probably going to take one 
I think so they would they point? would probably go Trey Lance yeah, okay. over Mac Jones. Okay, so what are you saying? So what are you saying? I think by then, by number twelve or maybe a little earlier, like Mac Jones would be available. So yeah, I don't know definitely. why you would trade up that much to get yeah Mac Jones. Doesn't make sense. Um, thank you, Logan, for joining us um, on this, such a short notice. I'm gonna try so my friend Jake right after this. Uh, Logan, what do you have to say to the haters? I have to say to the haters that the Patriots will get be getting uh, Aziz Ojolari and they will have the greatest pass rush in the league. Perfect. Thank you so much, Logan. Take care. All right, you too. All right. Matthew Judon, great player. He's going to take them over the edge. Okay, all right. So now let's go to Jake. I think this is our last one of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Where are you Because um, I don't have his number. Oh. Yeah, and for, I, we, we work through Snapchat, man. It's a Snapchat world. Jake couldn't talk. Perfect. Okay, who do we got? That guess? means he's definitely on. Okay, all right. Let's let's go to Will. Let's go to Will Lolly here, our poker expert, um, <laughs> our po our poker analyst. All right, I'll ask him a poker question. This will this will be the nightcap. All right. If he doesn't pick up, we'll try one more nightcap, and if, if that doesn't work, we'll keep trying. For the listeners, not for the haters. Because this... Screw it, the haters. Yeah, screw, screw the haters, man. They hate us because they ain't us. They can't They can't do a cold call segment like we can. Just calling our friends whenever we want. Trying trying to get them on to... I can't talk. Can't talk right now. Damn. Damn. All right. Who, 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 all right, who else can we talk to? Um, uh, I'm trying to go through... Let's go, let's go to Joe Toner. Go to my good good buddy Joe. Is he on the podcast? Yes. Well, yeah, he, a couple times. He gave us our food rankings, Brendan. I thought you were a loyal listener. Our campus food rankings, Joe's oh, world-renowned yeah. opinions see, I, on see, I food. That. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, bro. Yeah, Nobody's guys, picking up. Yeah, I remember you guys were talking about like the different kind of grapes. I remember. Oh yeah, the grapes. Yeah, yep. He, I think green and red grapes. Red. Sorry. Okay. Um. I guess, man, no one else wants to pick up. Wow, Joe couldn't talk. Who do I, Bren? Do do we give up now or do we try one more person? Try one more. Try one more. All right, I'm calling Tim. That's it. We're calling Tim. Tim gave us the uh, March Madness rappers bracket. Um, if you follow closely to this program, this wonderful program, where I'm currently calling all my friends on Facetime, seeing if they'll pick up, be. because we live in a virtual world. Where we live, it's not even virtual. We just live far away, and we're on Easter break. I mean, this COVID stuff is crazy. Let me try one more time, and he can't pick up. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he declined that. He declined that. He declined that. He, he, declined that. he, he declined just wow, Tim. It just says a lot. Okay, I, I think we should we shouldn't leave the leave the listeners hanging for for any longer. I'll, um, I'll give some hot takes. No, 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 no. We, we could save it for another time. Brendan, thank you for joining me. I, this is an interesting episode. For sure. Short notice. Short notice. You know, I came on, did my job. You did your job. You were, you're a plug and play character, for and sure. I appreciate you for that. With that, folks, I will say good night. Have a happy Easter. Have a um, wonderful weekend, and we will see you back next week on campus, hopefully, maybe, with some handsome friends. Good night, everyone. Good night.